0: Folks, welcome back to a brand new episode of Crossing Swords. It's your boy Ty B here, and I'm joined by DJ Supreme and none other than our boy down in Long Island, Cats. We're going to go across the aisle a little bit and get his thoughts on what's going on with the Sabres, too. Because Eichel, is he one of the top three players in the league right now? Possibly. But first, our show sponsor, Amherst Pizza and Ale House. One of the best spots to go for any Sabers games. Half price pitchers of Molson in Coors Light during all games, plus half price medium pizzas and tons of other deals all the time. I know Sleep we or Supreme. We've taken in a couple games there. It's one of the greatest environments for all of Sabers fans.
1: Oh, couldn't agree more. I mean, when you got the lights going, you got the the game night specials thunderstruck by acdc is just blaring over the speakers it really it gets in the right frame of mind for watching some sabers hockey and you know i can't wait to get back there now that the sabers you know sort of crawling out of the uh the depths of that skid that they were on um five out of the last six points you know i, I the west coast tour wasn't exactly what we had hoped for when we talked about it last week uh before they made the trip out to uh to western canada but you know that they're getting back on really simple game hockey um be really impressed with the coaching and you know what else is there to say about jack eichel right now he's just lighting the league on fire
0: oh yeah jack eichel he ever since that four goal game he's gone on a 14 game point streak And he's leading the NHL in goals in that span and tied for first and assists. It's absolutely phenomenal. I believe 24 points, 11 goals, 13 assists. Um, It's just amazing what he's doing and remarkable. He's just completely putting the team on on his back right now. But we're finally getting a little bit more out of that secondary scoring. Obviously, when the team went out west, you had a big letdown against Calgary. Um, You were in that game most of it, and or you were out of that game most of it, and you somehow finally in the third period kind of uh, scrapped back into it with those two late goals, but you weren't able to get a point out of that one. I just thought it wasn't that great of a performance all around. Uh, They only seemed to really want to play for those last two minutes there, Supreme.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I thought the West Coast swing, um, at least this leg of it, was going to be the close but no cigar tour because of how they played against uh, Calgary and Vancouver. I mean, two games where they they scratched and clawed their way back against Calgary. They were kind of it was it was a little bit more back and forth for Vancouver, um, and then they finally found a way to to get it done in OT for uh, you know the Edmonton game to round out the trip. And they seem to be riding the momentum of that uh, back into the KeyBank uh, Arena or Key Bank Center rather, because they looked really really sharp last night.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, I just want to go back to that Vancouver game a little bit. I think that was a very back and forth game, and is just it, it demonstrates really how the Sabers have played throughout most of the season and why they are where they are in the standings. Is they can't play that consistent 60 minutes. You get a good five minutes here or there, but you can't ever, you know, take a lead or and run away with games. But then we did, we did see that, you know, last night when the Sabers played the Blues, finally. Um, Ralph Kruger said in his interview today with Jeremy White on the uh, WGR Morning Show that um, it was probably their best game as far as sealing the deal, closing the door shut, um, playing well down the stretch, of those last you know five to ten minutes there um, against the Oilers. It was a good job, <laughs> and thankfully they were able to get those two points because I think if you come home with uh, <laughs> Just uh, two points, as opposed to getting that extra point there. You're a little bit more sour. I don't know how much the team is really bringing in, how much energy you're bringing after you know flying home, getting in Monday 5 a.m. Uh, just having that day off and then getting right back at it against the Blues, you know, the defending Stanley Cup champions, but they really bounce back. And I think, you know, a lot of it comes from some of this confidence they're getting from seeing what Jack Eichel is doing. I think he's really starting to lead from within and you hear that from guys like Kyle Ocposo, um talking about the leadership of Jack this year on and off the ice. He's doing all the things and he, you know, like you can't really get on guys when you at times have lapses on, on points. But Jack is slowly closing all those off, and he's starting to use his body a lot more. And I think that's why he played such a great game against the Blues, and you saw the respect that they were showing him there, Supreme.
1: Absolutely, and I think with with Kruger, he seems to be knowing like the right buttons to press at least to get us out of the slump that we were in, and. He's riding certain guys, uh, Larson, Gergensen's uh, depth players, where they were key contributors in in the game last night against the Blues. I mean, getting it done, getting it in the dirty areas, and then um, you know ultimately impacting the final outcome of the game. So you know it, it it's definitely Eichel's team. I mean he is he is just commanding the the performance of the overall team since November 1st but you know you love to see those depth guys getting involved you love to see even even the small things like like the D men you know just the group as a whole it seems like they're staying at home a little bit more and not not forcing things to happen you know when they were when they were on that losing streak you saw the D men trying to jump too far up into the play at least that was my take on it you know and it and it Muddied things up in the neutral zone, you know it, it wasn't efficient at all. So I think that they've kind of taken a step back, and then Linus Olmark taking over as starter after it seemed like we were bouncing back and forth, the ping ponging between him and Hutton throughout the beginning of the season. uh Linus Olmark, you know he he's always been great in between the pipes, but he was never really a big, you know, puck player. You know he, he wouldn't he wouldn't he was hesitant to get out of the net and make plays on the puck, um, which would kind of throw the D for a loop because they were used to Hutton doing that and doing it really well. So, you know, you like to see those little things where, I mean, it's maybe stepping a little bit outside of the comfort zone to just have a more complete game, you know, 10-in-and-up for the Sabres, and it's paying off big time. He's got nine wins now on the season and nine fifteen save percentage, and, he, uh, you know, he looks to be right in his place as the starting goaltender for the Sabres.
0: Yeah, I think we've been sort of waiting for Linus Olmark to take that next step uh, since last season. We were sort of expecting him to really run away with that number one role um, from and take that from Carter Hutton, but we didn't really see that. Both guys ended up very inconsistent throughout the season. And um, besides, you know, that early stretch of the season from Carter Hutton, he's been quite unreliable. Um, I think he's allowed five goals in His last like three starts, something like that. Um, So he's having some issues right now, but it seems like Olmark's really keying in and he's really, I think, finding his game and he's just really relaxed and I think it's really helping the Sabres right now and finally you know maybe that builds a little bit of confidence in him knowing he's the go-to now and he's finally starting to sort of run away with that because we're going to need that if we want to make a push for the playoffs you're going to be on the fringe there in that wild card Um, hopefully you don't have to get a wild card spot and you can get into the top three in that division but we'll leave that talk for later on Um, I think I got to get cats his thoughts a little bit on what jack Eichel's doing right now i know you saw that goal last night against the blues where it seemed like the entire defense sort of just completely shelled away from him and that patience to get right in front of the net and you know pick his spot there cats what do you see from jack eichel this year what do you like about it
2: uh i've always liked jack eichel's speed um definitely one of the fastest players in the game and uh, right now it's definitely showing uh, jack eichel is having a heart year have to say he's um you know 20 goals 24 assists uh, with 44 points um absolutely tearing it up up there for you guys in buffalo right now
0: yeah and you bring up the heart conversation we didn't even really have to do it supreme tell the people a little something about eichel for heart
1: Oh, yes. Well, because we're, I mean, as Sabres fans, you could practically rebrand the Sabres into the Buffalo Eichels, um, the way he's been playing over the past several weeks and just as in his career as a, as a Buffalo Sabre. Uh, so in the Trainwreck uh, web store, dropping tomorrow, we have the iHeart Eichel design, and uh, we have a couple of variations of the T-shirt, the colorways. Um, something we're going to be rolling with, you know, I don't see us, you know, getting off that train anytime soon because he's, he's really lighting the league on fire and is cats. You had mentioned his speed and it's almost, I I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like a deceptive speed. It's like, he doesn't look like he's going that fast just the way, like he's able to generate so much power and he's so nimble on his feet that it just like, it's like one minute you're like, Oh, you think he's just getting going and then he's, you know, the next he's, Blowing by guys, you know, is that, is that what you're seeing too? Do you, do you see that deception when, you, when yeah. you watch him play?
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's literally just taking strides in the right open areas of the ice that make it seem like he's just absolutely blowing by everybody. And just like that goal against the Blues, you got to respect Eichel as a player. But when you give him all that space, he's gonna score it ten out of ten times, hundred
0: percent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if you give him that space, That's the thing. like sleep. Or Supreme, we've been talking about this in past episodes about how Eichel's getting in closer for his shots, and I think part of that is just other teams have to respect him because he has guys on his wings now that can score too. Um, Reinhardt's been filling the net. sin's on pace for 33 goals right now. Um, I think that's a huge part of it.
1: Certainly, and I mean, that, that's the best part about Eichel too offensively is that you saw With the Blues, it was a prime example of it last night, probably the best example I've seen thus far of how much other teams respect his passing ability and his vision on the ice. But then they're so worried about where's he going to go with the pass that you got four guys like straight in the line, basically just looking at him and he's ripping it right by Allen. And it was just like, I mean, I went nuts when he scored that goal last night just it was so sick because I, I just yelled out i was like rip it <laughs> and he did and he, and, he, and everybody went nuts
0: and you mean yeah seemed, i mean it seemed it like great. he just held the puck
1: forever yes <laughs> I, I mean it, it definitely was like it felt like slow motion when he was all alone like just just waiting and usually he was just waiting 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 and rip there we go so yeah that was i mean it's great to see it there's not not much more we could say about eco i mean he's, he's he's everything we want him to be right now And, you know, I I think that his leadership, his confidence is starting to carry over, you know, to the uh, to lines two through four. And I just love the game that they're playing right now.
0: Yeah. And you'd love to see like a a shot chart like they had last night where most of your shots are coming in real close to the net. You had three goals at five V five all right in front of the net. Um, It seems like they might have picked up something on Jake Allen's scouting report that they were shooting so much from the right um point I'm guessing because they they were hammering shots from there more than anywhere else um it- it's just nice to see the team getting in close to the net right now because we've talked about them not wanting to you know, get those secondary chances and no one's wanting to get to the net. They're still not doing a great job, I think, especially on the point shots, but they're doing a great job getting there and creating shots on their own, um, not necessarily on all the rebounds, but they're still doing it to some degree, so that's something you like to see. But now it's time to go Across the aisle, presented by Justition Hockey. Get to Justition.com, go grab their new hoodies that just released. Probably the dopest drop they've had in all of 2019. Use promo code Trainwreck and get yourself 10% off. Again, get to JustitionHockey.com. Cats, we got to bring you in. The Sabers are going to the island Saturday. You got to give us, you know, a brief little recap of what's been going on lately. The boys have been on a couple big long streaks here, some wins. They've been looking real good. Still needing some help, it looks like, in the top six, but they're still chugging right along, Cass.
2: Yeah, um, so my 27-2 and two New York Islanders are nothing short of a freight train lately. Uh, they're about five or six games off from that 17-game point streak where they were just unstoppable. Um Including about a month ago, uh, we got to see um, that one nothing win at the key, which was really cool. Uh, had a lot of fun that weekend. Um, you got Matt Barzell leading the team in points with 26 points. And obviously that includes uh, in goals with 12, 14 assists, and of course plus minus with 14. Um, Semyon Verlamov and Thomas Grice both having amazing um, years right now, both with 10 wins. Uh, Save percentages are right around 9.30, and their goals against get average are both below 2.3. Um, and honestly, um, you see all of the uh, recent firings of these head coaches, and I can't be more thankful right now than uh, our handsome, bald-headed coach, Barry Trotz, uh, winner of the Jack Adams last year. He has absolutely turned everything around for us, and you can't be any more thankful than that. Um, but yeah, uh, you did mention, uh, we are hurting a little bit in the top six, but we are still getting secondary scoring from Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, and even Anthony Bovillier is in the mix for us. Um, Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick on defense have been incredible this year, but, um, you got a Saturday matinee game, 1 p.m. against your Buffalo Sabres. I'm always nervous about playing the Sabres. I think you guys have great speed and your defense clicks very well, um, But we'll see when it comes Saturday. You know, I'm hoping for a great game. I'll be there in attendance myself at the Coliseum.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. Can't wait for that game. But Cats, you talked about the goalies a little bit. Both of them, you know, hovering right above 930 save percentages. That's much higher than league average. Do you think that might be more to do for this team's winning than any other facet of their game right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's been lots of times where the goalies have absolutely just bailed out the team as of late. Um, Semyon Verlamov has picked it up big time since that um, loss over in Los Angeles on Thanksgiving Eve. Um, but the the goalie coaching with uh, Greco and Corrin, um, you, you got to love it. They've, um, just like the situation with Robin Leonard, is kind of familiar with Semyon Verlamov. You could take any goalie, put him in an environment. And a, and a good culture, and you could quickly turn things around for them and they could just be solid 1A, 1B type situation like we have again this year.
0: Yeah, I think that's why uh, the Sabres' recipe for success, success against the Islanders here is going to be tough. They weren't able to get any goals in that last matchup when the Isles came to the key. Miu and Cavo, you know, sat right uh, down near the face-off circle, fifth row, great seats got to give a shout out to South Towns tickets for that hookup uh go to them anytime you need any tickets but you know it was it was such a tough game to watch because the only goal the Islanders scored came from behind the net and Carter Hutton kicked in with his skate um and you know there was absolutely nothing else a one-nothing hockey game and it was it was a bit of a letdown because they were playing so tough Uh, I think it's going to be a similar thing down uh, on the island Because both these teams are pretty evenly matched up. I think uh, you have a ton of young talent on the Islanders and you have a lot of young talent here in Buffalo. And it's just going to be who I think out of the bottom six can really step up because uh, I think that Barzell-Eichel matchup is going to be tough. Supreme, what are your thoughts on that matchup Saturday?
2: Uh,
1: Well, I think we definitely got to get pucks on that early and often. Um, Looking at the Islanders, I mean – aside from the great season that we know they're having this, season, this year, they're 12-2-1 at home. Ty B, that is, that is worrisome. Yes. And then another thing that, that sort of jumped out to me when I was taking a peek at the Islanders is that Grice and Varlamov are, like, identical. It's the perfect situation for the Islanders and, you know, for Trotz and the coaching staff because they both played, like, almost the same amount of games, they have pretty much the same record, same goals against like like literally everything is so comparable between the two. So that's a that's a record success on the back end.
0: What's that? Except the goaltending. That's I think the one thing that's really separated these teams is the Sabres have been getting average to below average goaltending if you look at how it's averaged out throughout the season so far. Uh, whereas the Island Islanders are getting well above average, but yeah, like you said, besides that, yeah. like they're very evenly matched.
1: Oh, certainly, and thats that, I agree with you 100% there. Um, just I, I think the teams match up really well otherwise, and definitely be uh, tuning in at 1 p.m. to watch that uh, tilt on the island. I mean, what a, what a time to be an Islanders fan too. With all the success you're having, you have unbelievable coaching. And what was this that I saw about? Cats, maybe you maybe you can provide some color on this, but the uh, the Belmont Park Arena, did this just recently get announced? Because I'm looking at some renderings
2: right now. Yeah. This place looks sick. Yeah, this place has, like, an old-school, like, Boston Gardens feel to it, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, this, this was announced earlier in the year, um, and we're looking forward to it coming in, I, I want to say, like, two and a half years, 2022? 20, if if
1: like
2: 2021 it, October 20... 2021 is what they're oh, saying. Uh, there I'm you sorry. go, just about 2 years. Yeah, so we'll we'll be ready. I've um been fortunate enough to uh, pass by it a few times and it literally, you know, you just see the um just the piles of dirt and then the structure just going up. It's actually incredible. Uh, we're all so very excited um you know, we've been waiting a long time um, to have an arena to call uh, home other than the Nassau Coliseum. Of course we have the uh, Broccoli Center over in Brooklyn, but we all know how uh, that's turned out for us <laughs> as of late. Oh jeez yeah that that place
1: I mean they they didn't even factor in hockey at all into the design of the building and just when they first started completing what was it three years ago four years ago?
2: Yeah uh, about four years ago, 2015 was the inaugural season there.
1: Oh yeah, yes, yeah, that's right. I just remember seeing pictures like people tweeting out pictures from their seats, and you could see like beams a third of the ice.
2: Yeah, like, it's actually. I even charge people for it. You got you got the jumbotron hanging above the blue line. Um, yep. And you sit on one side of the arena where there's obstructed views. You literally are uh, not able yeah. to see like from the goal line and below, which is uh, kind of whack if you ask me, but still. The you know Barclays Center is a a, it's a nice place it's one of the top entertainment venues in the world but uh, unfortunately it's not for hockey they gave it a go um, and um, they just couldn't market the Islanders well and it is what it is Uh, the Islanders signed a major 25 year deal I believe it was and they opted out after uh, four years so Belmont we're on the way let's go.
0: Yeah, obviously that Belmont structure is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Can't wait to get to the racetrack there someday with you soon, too. Might be having to do that this spring. Um, I got I got to get some action I on the ponies. ponies. <laughs> um, but while we're talking about arenas, we got to talk about one arena that holds a special place in every Buffalo Sabres fan's heart, the Odd, because tomorrow, well, Probably today, if you guys are listening, the Sabres will be hosting the Nashville Predators and it's odd night where they're going to be honoring a ton of Sabres players from the 80s, as well as the building that started it all for the Sabres franchise. Um, I know I've heard tons of stories from my parents and the rest of my family about the odd and seeing the pictures of all the shirts uh, set out in the arena, setting it up just like the odd supreme. I know I I got chills, and I've never stepped foot in the odd, and neither have you. But it's just it's something for Sabres fans that holds just such a special place in your heart, no matter what.
1: Oh, certainly, it was it was just cool. You know, I I can only imagine what the actual reaction is. But I sent some pictures to my to my dad today, and he had went to tons of games. It wasn't a season ticket holder, but was. At all sorts of games. I mean, he went the Braves games in the past. They had so many special events in that building, uh, and and the Sabers were really the cornerstone of all of it. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, concerts, events, guest speakers, you you name it. I mean, the the building was there for forever, and you know the Knox Group they they made the decision to build the new arena close by, and I think it's you know it's a over the course of time, you know things get old and dated. And now the same space that used to be the odd is turned into Canal Side, where it's one of the most exciting parts of Buffalo, especially for those coming in from out of area. Um, so just a great place to be in the winter time, and all of the work that they've done, you know, tearing down that structure and what they've built and what they plan to build there. Bass Pro. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep bash pro 2020
0: it's still on the way
1: right yeah yeah something like that
0: but yeah everything it's just it's taken it's taken its time but the the area is completely you know changed and you know part of that is because of the relocation of the building and all of that and it It just made, you know, the canal side and the waterfront more attractive to finally put all that stuff into if the city invested in it. And it's great to see that they're doing it. And the Pegulas have invested a lot into that area as well. And you just hope it continues to grow. Um, But speaking of that game, the Sabres are going to be taking on the Predators. This is a real tough matchup, one of the best teams in the West. I think uh, the Sabres have struggled a little bit when teams are a little bit bigger, a little more physical and lean on them a bit. I think, you know, the Predators are a team that can play that style of hockey. Supreme, what are your thoughts coming into the actual doing of the hockey?
1: Well, the Predators, I mean, you got to respect them defensively. They're getting great goaltending. And, you know, they're, I, I would say that they're performing below their expectations for this season. Because, I mean, they're not even in a wild card spot as of right now. But they 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 match up pretty well to us you know, with that being said, uh, you know, similar record, you know, their, their stats are very comparable to the Sabres, like seeing them at home, obviously, because down in Nashville, I mean, that's a, that's a tough barn to play in, Birchstone Arena, when you're directly on Broadway. Um, So I think we definitely a game glad to have at home. Um, But I think it could be you know, I, I don't see this being anything more than like a 3-2 game. I, I'm i not even sure that I feel too strongly one way or the other about it. I know it will be exciting, um, but I I am like cautiously optimistic about our chances tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way right now. But I think the Sabres, if they really take it to them, can get this one done. If you look at the Predators, they're not scoring the puck all that much. Um, you have Roman Yossi as their leading point scorer with 26 points. And behind that, Forsberg only has 21. Um, and Yarn Crooks right there with them. Uh, Kyle Turris has really, really struggled for them this year. And I, I think the Sabres can get this win. I Obviously, it's going to be very tough. Uh, Matt Duchesne going there in the off season was a big move for them. Um, obviously, Ryan Ellis is still a big stud on their de- defense. Um, but guys like Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson and Matias Ackholm you know, there's a ton of guys with a ton of experience there. So they got, you know, their task is going to be tough, but I think they can do it with those style of play that they've been playing these past couple games, get up and down that ice, quick passes, move the puck, and, you know, if Jack can do what he's been doing too, I think they get it done. Um, I'm with you on the low scoring. I think the Sabres get it. Uh, 3-1, I'm definitely going on that under. Cats, you got anything to add on this Predators matchup here for the Sabres?
2: The Predators are always a fun team to watch. Um, Yeah, Matthew Shane, I mean, we were heavily rumored to pick up Matthew Shane, but uh, nothing ever works out for us over on that front uh, when it comes to acquiring players. But uh, I'm excited for this matchup, um, and um, hopefully the Predators... um, Put it into you guys a little bit. That way we can have an easier go on Saturday against you.
0: <laughs> All right. And you talked about acquiring <laughs> players. Is. So it's time to move in to wood or would not. First up, DJ Supreme, Sabres trade. Then we're going to go to Cats and then another Sabres trade. First one here for you, Sounds Supreme. Good. Connor Sheary, a 2020 second rounder and a 2021 fifth for Mikhail Granlund from Nashville. He's just not really performing up to snuff i think for them and could maybe use in a little uh movement there after only putting up 12 points in 27 games for them this year
1: yeah i i don't know i i'm gonna say would not on that one just because i i still value our draft capital with us not really having too much confidence in you know in the current group i mean we've we're we're high on them right now because we had five of the last six. They seem to be straightening things out, but it could easily be January and we could be slipping and sliding down the standings again. So I I think you know Shiri. I'm not I I'm not convinced that you know he's done as a Saber in terms of being productive. I you know I I still am optimistic about him. So would not.
0: All right. I think I'm probably there with you um grandland just has really struggled since leaving the wild last year um it's sort of interesting to see how him and kyle turris and a few other guys have really struggled with the predators i don't know if it's just because of the coaching or you know what's going on but i'd probably be out as well but on to the next one i got a great offer for you cats you're gonna get from the wild jason zucker the top six forward you need and joel erickson act the third center you've also been looking for in exchange for Bodie wild Kiefer bellows leo komarov thomas hickey a 2020 first and a 2021
2: second yeah absolutely unload that for sure um would Kiefer bellows what is yeah absolutely would yeah i i think we would um you know, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, those as rentals too. Um, but let's let's spice it up a little bit. Let's let's get somebody new into the mix into the top six. Let's see if uh, soccer can bring a little more production in. And as far as board wild board wild go, we haven't really seen much after camp. And Kiefer Bellows has been having a better turnout lately down in the A. Uh, Thomas Hickey has been MIA lately, and Leo Komarov. Uh, brings a lot of intangibles to the ice. Um, he's a great player and adds veteran presence to the locker room.
0: <laughs> that's like a but, that's a great. You could tell like you're an actual hockey guy. You know, that's like a hockey guy answer. Oh, he's uh he's great in the locker room. Uh, plays the best music. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he just he, he, he he's a good he's a good vet. Room, you
1: know, the dressing <laughs> room boys.
0: <laughs> you always need one of those yeah, if you it, want to have a great team. Anyways. But let's move on to this last offer here. DJ Supreme, we can bring back New Yorker Alex Tuck in exchange for Zach Bogosian, Connor Sherry, and a 2020 second round that goes to a first if the Sabres make the playoffs. Would or would not? Ooh,
1: that that one's a little bit more interesting. A
0: top six forward with a little bit of those power forward intangible skills. And a right. semi-local boy, ooh, yeah, I've,
1: and he's and he's young too, isn't he? He's a young guy. He's decent guy. Young. He's around long. our age. He's young enough, right? Um, no, I would, I would. I mean, I've, I, know I just said that I'd love to keep Shiri, but if it meant, um, if it meant unloading pagosian who I think is just a, a a ticking time bomb at this point, he's, you know going to turn into mike Weber at any minute now i just you heard it here first um and that's the thing is if, if he he's one of those top six guys where you don't mind parting ways with the draft capital for him unlike uh you know unlike the last offer so i think yeah, that that's a wood
0: yeah i i definitely would i think you might have to give up a better defenseman than bogosian in that deal um, the Golden Knights are in the market for defensemen, which is semi-ironic because of them trading us Colin Miller in the offseason, um, and now him like getting some scratches here in Buffalo. It's kind of a weird situation all around. Um, but speaking about Zach Bogosian, i got to give a little shout-out to our boy Buddha. Um, Paul Hamilton responded to him after he freaked out, calling, saying something about how Bogosian completely left the guy wide open in front of the net. Which he did. Uh, Paul Hamilton then explained it on the uh, intermission report. But on Twitter, he told Buddha he was incorrect. Still don't know how he was incorrect when I literally listened to Paul Hamilton explain exactly how Bogosian left the guy in front of the net because he went to go around because he thought a retrieval opportunity was going to be there. That's still his fault, Paul. I got to give that shout out for our boy Buddha because that was all Bogosian's fault I don't know if you got any thoughts on that play Supreme
1: no I, I mean I agree I agree with with you and Buddha I mean that's why I say <laughs> Bogosian he's come back you know now that he's healthy he's throwing the body around you like to see that he's not complicating his game but then plays like that happen and it's you know you're, you're sort of rubbing your eyes to you know focus on the TV and you're <laughs> like where is that number six out there Oh, no, no, it's Bogosian. I I couldn't tell the difference. So it's like I'm not high on Bogosian, just given the fact that he's been in and out of the lineup. And, you know, it seems like his play tapers off and then he gets hurt. You know, and that's he's sort of been on that turnstile as a Buffalo Saber since he uh, was traded
0: over. Yeah, that's pretty much it's been like a terrible roller coaster ride. Uh, one where you're just kind of stuck on and you can't get off. And uh, hopefully it'll just end at some point soon. But before we uh, sign off, Katz, you got any last thoughts here? Um,
2: yeah, you know, it has been a uh, great season for the boys here down on the island. Uh, again, I had a great time when I was up there with you guys. Uh, brutal drive, though, but worth every minute. Uh, I will definitely be back soon.
0: Yeah, but we can't wait to have you back down here in Buffalo we'll be making a trip down to the island as well at some point supreme over to you any last thoughts
1: last thoughts I mean just really excited to, to experience all night tomorrow night um, you know I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to scope out some tickets for the game as we speak but even if I don't make it I think it's gonna be a really special night um, I, I, I cautiously optimistic about our chances but you know if we can we have a a a little bit of a tough stretch coming up here we got nashville we have you know down on the island on saturday then we're coming back you know on the road in quotes in toronto and then uh back east down in philadelphia a couple days later um on tuesday thursday next week so i'd like to see the sabers sort of pull away here and and gets you know six or seven of these eight points because it, it like this is sort of the make or break time in the year where we're floating around you know we're we're happy we're we're content with where we are in the standings but we can't we can't afford to be you know going on back to back or multiple game losing streaks at this point this is this is where teams start to pull away um and separate themselves from the pack if you will and. I think the Sabres have an awesome opportunity to do it here over these next four.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a hopefully not tough sledding. Um, obviously, a bunch of tough matchups. But the way the Sabres are trending right now, it seems like they can hopefully get these W's and get some points and get yourself a little bit of separation in this Eastern Conference for a playoff spot. Um, obviously, we don't want to just be in the spot where your contenders or pretenders all season long. But everyone please go out check out Amherst pizza and alehouse for the next game day like we said half price pitchers of Molson and Coors Light during all Sabres games half price medium pizzas as well some of the best deals around and they got a ton of different beers on tap um, and even Minky Boodle in cans I love Minky Boodle go grab some and get it to Justition.com and go grab yourself some gear makes for some great uh, presents for any hockey fan or any fan of su- sweet gear, especially with those and shirts and everything else, uh, promo code TRAINWRECK, 10% off. And beat Nashville, beat the Islanders. Let's go Buffalo.